Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. I'm JC, and I thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Uh, Today is January 14th, 2021, and it's been about two weeks since we've been on the air. Uh, I do apologize for that, because, you know, here in the new year, we all have, well, some of us make New Year's resolutions, and usually by the second, third week of the year, we've broken those. Well, I had to, I didn't really make any resolutions this year for myself, but I did want to start doing a weekly podcast uh, and talking about the issues that are bouncing around our communities. However, um, broke that one quickly, huh? I do apologize, though. I think on the last episode, on the last Appalachian Shine, I, I did give uh, you know, the bad news that we'd lost one of our directors, my sister Melinda, uh, to COVID uh, back in uh, mid mid December, right before Christmas. <clears throat> so the delay is, unfortunately, uh, I lost another family member and have not had an opportunity to come back on. Uh, we lost my other sister, Tammy. We lost her husband, Nick, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, to COVID and pneumonia. And uh, he passed away in the Bristol Hospital. And, uh, you know, so we want to send out uh, just, just thoughts and prayers to everybody in the community who are going through so many different things right now. The last year has just been rough, and kind of coming into this new year really hasn't hasn't let up. But you know what? I'm an eternal optimist, and you know I'm hoping and, and praying that we're all going to have a great 2021, uh, at least better than last year. Uh, we've had, with, especially with things shutting down from the pandemic, which is what I wanted to kind of come on and talk about. Uh, probably the next couple of episodes, we're going to talk a little bit about how this has uh, shaped and affected Appalachia, especially here in our central Appalachian region. Um, our directors really haven't had an opportunity to get together through the holidays, even though we've talked and kind of planned out what kind of shows and podcasts we want. Uh, but we are going to get there. Um, I know because a lot of people have had so many things going on through the holidays and, you know, sickness and families and things like that. So, you know, we're all trying to do our best to stay safe and, and, um, and, uh, make sure that, uh, we get together again soon. Start talking about some shows. Now, on an upcoming episode, we really haven't had a chance to schedule a lot of guests, but on an upcoming episode, uh, we will be sitting down with a few preachers, a few few pastors from here in the region, to find out how COVID and and uh, you know the the pandemic and the lockdowns and the and the you know the you know the separation from people have affected their churches. Around just affected all of our churches from around the region, and some of the uh, challenges that the pastors and congregations are going through. Uh, that's uh, you know, church is such a vital part to our lives here in Central Appalachia. Uh, that'd be, I think, a great topic. We're really looking forward to sitting down with some pastors, uh, probably in the next 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 week sometime. Uh, we have a few pastors from from around here that we're going to sit down with. So looking forward to, to having that conversation. That's going to be a great conversation. Uh, and what we wanted to talk about a little bit today was some of the how, how it's impacted uh, our business community. Now, previously, I spoke with the mayor of Bristol uh, on a podcast just a while back, and we talked a little bit about what what's going on with the uh, casino over there. But, you know, just the, that's kind of you know, you know, good thing looking forward to in, in the Bristol area in Southwest Virginia, um, as far as economic development and, and bringing some tourism. A lot of areas don't have that kind of 
optimism right now, that kind of business that's coming in, that they can look to the future, and they're still trying to find that that footing uh, to, to kind of step out of this pandemic and the lockdowns and the uh, and the social distancing and all that that's going on. Um, but there are some things. Um, I was looking up some articles uh, just to see how much job loss uh, that we've seen in the area, and I managed to stumble across um, an article that was on Fortune magazine. Actually, let me look at the date on this. Uh, this is from September 28th. So this was a little while back. So we got about two and a half months ago, and uh, the article. Let me go ahead and give credits by Ann Straters and Lance Lambert. And I'm just going to read a, just a touch of this for you, and then um, we'll look at how this kind of shapes up economically in the grand scheme of things. The spring shutdowns delivered a gut punch to owners of businesses, from salons and daycare centers to tattoo parlors. At the onset of the pandemic, 140,104 were marked temporarily closed on Yelp.com. But by August, that had fallen to 65,769. That drop, however, is not entirely driven by businesses reopening. Instead, many have simply gone under. More than 97,966 businesses have permanently shut down during the pandemic, according to Yelp's local economic impact report. Uh, that is pretty daunting. Uh, I'll go ahead and read one more uh, sentence here from this article. While many, while many parts of the economy have begun to hum again, many small businesses are still struggling and report needing further economic aid and stimulus to survive. That That is a pretty daunting number when you look at it over 97. So we're looking at close to 100,000 businesses, and that's as of September, late September. So it really didn't include October, November, December, and then halfway through January. So how many businesses have gone under because of the shutdowns? Uh, that I haven't found an accurate number um, to reflect the end of the quarter. I would say by the end of this month, we'll probably start seeing some official numbers coming out of uh, out of the Fed, uh, the Fed reports on, econ on uh, economic growth, and um, maybe ADP will have something. Uh, I'll keep an eye out. So if I do see a number, I'll, I'll certainly bring it up on another podcast or share it on our Facebook. But to put that in context, a lot of people, uh, especially in the central Appalachian area, once NAFTA was passed, um, people were worried about losing manufacturing jobs. And that happened. And NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, that passed in, I want to say, 94 1994, 93, that, that time frame. Uh, anyway, what during the course of, from the time NAFTA was passed through the 90s, through part of the 2000s, up until, I want to say probably about 2015, America had lost, had seen the closing of over 70,000 factories nationwide. 70,000 factories. Let that sink in. That's a lot of jobs, millions. But 70,000 factories shutting in 25 years, roughly 20 to 25 years, that's, that's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of factories. Keep in mind, 
100,000 small businesses closed in less than a year because of lockdowns and the pandemic. So we even dwarfed the NAFTA number of business closures. Maybe not jobs, but business closures. That's pretty daunting. Uh, that actually, when I saw that number, the first thing I thought about was, you know, how these businesses struggle to survive. And it's a, it's a struggle. And I've talked to many small business owners here in the region that talk about that struggle. And it's and it's real. And it's tough. Um, but, you know, if you live in larger cities, you have probably more opportunity to keep your business open, probably more places where you can get those emergency loans. Uh, in New York City, I did hear on, the, on an art, a news article the other day, New York City, since the closed uh, shutdowns, have seen more than 10,000 restaurants close. That's a lot uh, in a year. Um, but I started to wonder, you know, if, if Appalachia, in terms of economic growth, still lags behind the rest of the nation, then how many more businesses is it possible that during the close of the lockdowns we saw percentage-wise more businesses closing in Appalachia than the rest of the nation because of the lockdowns and the pandemic and just the general economy not being caught up to the rest of the nation as a whole? It's possible. I don't know the numbers. I actually started to look for those numbers, and I could not find anything. So if those numbers become available, and if it does, it'll probably become available through the Appalachian Regional Commission. And I get a new, you know, I get uh, I'm on their email list, and you know, I, I check that often. So if those numbers come out, I would I would love to find out um, what those numbers are, and if possible, maybe talk to uh, an economist that specializes in Appalachia, and uh, maybe somebody from the ARC themselves that would be willing to. Come on and talk to us here on Appalachian Shine about this. But it's anyway, just a topic of interest that I wanted to kind of bring up with you. And if you have an interest in this and if you stumble across any kind of articles that give any, um, I don't know, any more detail or anything else that you think is pertinent, you want to share with me, by all means, uh, send me the link uh, at jc at supportappalachia.org. I greatly appreciate it. I've went through all kinds of articles this morning looking for the data that just doesn't seem to, to be there. Um, however, uh, that aside, I was trying to look for some, some good things. Um, I did stumble across another article. That actually, I heard about this. Uh, another podcast I listened to is called Inside Appalachia, and it's from, I think it's actually West Virginia Public Broadcasting that does it. But there's an article on uh, westvirginiapublic.org called uh, Looking at Economic Development in Appalachia Without Rose-Colored Glasses. Now, it's a really good podcast. It's about 50 minutes long, that particular episode. So if you want to go back and, and listen to it, that that would be good. Um, but uh, I wanted to read just a bit of this, too. And I'll post this up on our Facebook page. Just the intro. Uh, the coronavirus pandemic has hit small business hard, including here in Appalachia. Vaccines could bring a bit of normalcy back to our lives, but we have a lot of work ahead to rebuild our economy and create well-paying jobs. Let's be real, though. Appalachia was already hurting, and the pandemic was just another blow. In this episode of Inside Appalachia, we're revisiting some of the stories we reported about economic development. We'll hear how these projects are doing today and how the pandemic has impacted these efforts. 
And just to give you a heads up, this, these are businesses that they were looking at that were mostly dealing with outdoors. Okay. Um, food and herbs on abandoned ma uh, mine lands. Uh, outdoor tourism and recreation. Uh, farming. Things like that. Um, but I did notice that you know one of the uh, sections they had, I, I just kind of scrolled down, and to outdoor tourism. And that has been one of the bright spots this year, over the last year, where uh, some people have decided, you know, we're going to move from the cities. We're going to find a more rural area since we're working from home and find a place where we have a quieter atmosphere, a, a more beautiful atmosphere, beautiful mountains, things to do outside so that you don't have to worry about being cooped up and social distancing. You can go out on the trails. You can actually enjoy life to the fullest. And we offer so much of that here in Central Appalachia. And that's why um, we've seen this kind of uh, area growing. And, and that's a great thing. A while back, I did talk with uh, Ricky Barton, who, uh, who has an outdoor business here in, uh, out of Tazewell, Virginia. And uh, you know, he, he's been excited about how busy he's been this year. And that's just a testament as to what's going on around the, around the entire region. Uh, economic development here has been challenged by the pandemic, but with outdoor tourism, it's such a natural growth industry. And um, you know, you've got everything from the trails that go through, not just the Appalachian Trail itself. Uh, you have the Hatfield-McCoy Trails. Um, you have uh, the uh, Creeper Trail over in Abingdon. You have uh, lakes around the area that uh, this summer I hopefully had seen more people getting out and enjoying the outdoors. So, yeah, just, just that alone has been really great. Um, one of the things I was, uh, I was actually looking at what the ARC had, uh, had spent – um, bear with me just a moment here, and I'm actually looking for a dollar amount, and I'm actually missing it. Where did I miss it at? But the ARC has uh, last year had spent just tons of money uh, inside Appalachia to um, you know bolster these types of industries that are uh, outdoors um, oriented, like you know apple orchards, farm distribution. Um, Let's see. I guess there's a the West Virginia Community Development Hub. Yeah, that's that's a part of uh, um, people working together and uh, you know studying the success of economic development projects. So that that's been a good thing. We've had a lot of things that we've transitioned to that's that's been good. Um, but let's see where they go. Uh, here's a section on federal grants. Actually, here it is. In 2020 and uh, in, in, in 2020. The ARC invested about 160 million in Appalachia, and a lot of that was through their ARC's Power Initiative. And uh, actually, we have um, last year, I think the year before that too, we our foundation actually applied for a huge grant. We didn't get it. It's one of those swinging for the fences, the Appalachia Streaming that we talked about. Um, but who knows? In the future, maybe we'll end up getting one. And uh, having that very, very large program that will keep us active in the region for many years to come. But uh, anyway, that's uh, just some of the information I found about um, some of the bright spots here. Also, uh, Kentucky, they uh, recently had their 
SOAR meeting, Shaping Our Appalachian Region over in Pikeville. And uh, I found an article here from the Lane Report, which is Kentucky's business news. And uh, they have a new uh, Appalachian Proud brand logo. So th that's a really, yeah, that's something they use in Kentucky. It actually started out in the uh, Kentucky Department of Agriculture. And uh, they wanted to kind of just expand that into other businesses in eastern Kentucky. So you can slap this logo on them, Appalachia Proud, um, part of a Kentucky Proud initiative. And uh, yeah, it would be great if we saw, uh, you know, other, other types of those things coming out for southwest Virginia, eastern Tennessee, uh, you know, um, northwest, you know, western uh, North Carolina and so forth. Um, West Virginia, West Virginia Proud logo, so that you can identify products that are made locally in parts of Appalachia. It'd be great. I think it'd be a really good thing. It'd be it could be a, a national initiative as well to promote Appalachia Proud or Appalachian Pride uh, in products that are made here. But I guess we need to find out how many businesses are still around after the pandemic. Um, if if you like, I said, if you find anything, uh, any numbers on that, feel free and. Drop me an email and let me know. I did post up the uh, Lane Report uh, on the uh, logo, Appalachia, Appalachia Pride, or Proud logo, uh, on our Facebook page. So make sure to stop by and check that out. And uh, with that, I'll, uh, I'll close up this particular episode. Hey, we did it in under 20 minutes. Nobody can say I don't have the gift to gab. <laughs> hey, thank you again for tuning in to Appalachia Shine. Really greatly appreciate each and every one of you. If you get an opportunity, visit us on Facebook. Uh, visit us online at supportappalachia.org. And if you have a couple of bucks you can spare to make a, do make a donation uh, to our cause, help us keep the podcast going, uh, uh, we'd certainly appreciate that. Thanks again, everybody, and have a great week.